Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big changes by the commissioner in baseball. Jimmy goes on a rant about it and how he can make baseball better. We talk about Cliff Lee. Ben Lively, and Kevin Slowey, all on this edition of Phillies Talk. Now it's time for some baseball talk on Fighting Phillies Podcast. Here's Rich Baxter and Jim Mulry bringing you the latest Phillies news, interviews, and analysis. And hello, welcome aboard this edition of Phillies Talk. It's the Phillies Talk podcast for March 5th, 2015. My name is Rich. And my name is Jim. And Jimmy, what a day here. We oh, had uh, about We're six baseball, inches plus. Nine inches of snow, 20 degrees. Are you sure we don't live in New Hampshire, Rich? Well, it seems like winter's last gasp is uh, trying to ensnare us in all this snow, and it did a great job. We've <laughs> been snowing all day around the South Jersey, Philadelphia metro area, and well, at least we have baseball to look at the highlights down in Florida. Yeah, Rich, and uh, it, the other day, uh, what was it Tuesday they started? The Phillies tied the, the um, Yankees 5-5, and I was pleased with some things, but very upset with Mr. Mario Hollins. Well, I was upset with Mr. Um, Ryan Sandberg. Why? And we talked about this. I remember I called you. Why did he not bring Jonathan Papelbon in. You know, you and I both said the same thing, and I agree. Uh, Holland's pitched well for he get two outs, nobody on, and then bang, you know, single, double, single home run, and uh, five, five tie. And then yesterday they won, three to one. We were talking about the pitcher that won, uh, Mr. Chloe. I don't know. What's his first name, Rich? Slowey. Kevin Slowey. Okay. And, uh, and he, he won. And then today, uh, you said Cliff Lee, they lost 6-2 to Houston, but they did pitch well. Uh, Cliff Lee pitched well? Yeah, Cliff Lee put in a couple innings there, uh, a very nice job, and he didn't seem to have any uh, complications. So just going two innings, but yeah, Jimmy put in a solid uh, start to uh, what the Phillies hope is a great season for him. Yeah, well, you know, I hope so too, but... If he start, if he goes ten and one, I guarantee he won't be with the Phillies. <laughs> you know, everybody be wanting him. And uh, what, Mr. Hamels hasn't pitched yet, has he? Not yet. Uh, Cole Hamels still being pushed back a little bit. Uh, not too sure uh, when, who's why tomorrow? exactly. Who's but... pitching against the Yankees tomorrow, Rich? Well, we'll have to check that in our schedule here. Mm. I haven't seen the starter for tomorrow yet, which would be uh, mm-hmm. the 6th of March. Only their third, I know. fourth and, training and it's game. It's nice in this cold, snowy South Jersey. We have baseball on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you know what this kid's going to be doing. <laughs> yes, we do. The and, Phillies uh, play the, uh, the Yankees, the the Blue Jays, and the and the Devil Rays. And uh, yeah. so that'll be something to look forward to. And uh, even though they don't count, Rich, it's wonderful to see baseball again. 
Yeah, and you remember years ago, you didn't get the chance to see many spring training games simply because most of the uh, television broadcasting did not go down there and cover the spring training games. It was all read about on television and then eventually online Mm -hmm. uh, through different articles and things. But yeah, Comcast is spoiling the Philadelphia Phillies fans in the area. They're covering a lot of the games in spring training. And if you're a diehard baseball fan and you happen to have MLB Network, they have every they show a game every day. So yeah, uh, I know two years ago it was uh, they had almost every day they had the Angels and the Indians on, and and then they would do like a full week. Then they would go to Florida and a lot of Mets, but. I, I didn't care who it was, Rich. It was baseball, you know, and uh, um, it's just like, well, it's it's a right of spring. And uh, we were talking the other night, and we were talking about, pardon me, uh, they sp- they're trying to speed the game up a little bit. They're putting a clock in it. What, what is your opinion on that, Rich? Yeah, initially I, I didn't think too much about it, but uh, baseball does not need a timer, in my opinion. It's... America's pastime, when it's 80, 90 degrees out, 95, people are sipping lemonade. They want an easy-going game. They don't want to see uh, teams running out and running off the field and uh, spending their hard-earned money on these tickets are the fans. They don't want to leave a stadium in an hour and a half or two hours. Uh, I, I don't know where this came from, but baseball apparently was running 20 minutes longer than it normally had on an average, Jimmy, and all of a sudden everybody was up in arms about it. I'm not too sure what uh, this movement is all about, but uh, most of your hockey and basketball and even football games are three hours long. Well, that's my complaint. Uh, I'm watching a basketball game now. It's at the end. There's 30 seconds to go, and they've called four timeouts, and the one team's eight points behind. Why? You know? I mean, it's ridiculous, but I think, and and Rich, what about the sponsors that do the baseball? I mean, they want the, the players to be, out, you know, change innings in two, uh, two, uh, two minutes and 30 seconds. You don't have any commercial time. These people are paying, uh, you know, mucho money for these ads on TV, and they're, they're going to, what, show one? You know? It's not, well. and it's going to, I think it's going to, I don't know. What's going to happen here? Uh, you've got a collective bargaining agreement coming up at the end of the, uh, next year, I believe it is, 2016. And that has a lot to do with it. I'm no lawyer by any stretch of the imagination, but mm. that could be a hang-up. I mean, you know, these people pay thousands, hundreds and thousands of dollars for these ads and, you know, for these TV spots. And we, well, ESPN's going to show... When they have their Sunday night baseball, like do the Dodgers and the Giants, they're going to show one commercial and go back to the game? Holy mackerel. <laughs> or or is the fan going to miss out on some of the broadcasts? You know, the bills still have to be paid I know. Uh, to these networks. Right. So we'll have to see how, how it shakes out. Well, what they can also what they might also do, too, is through the wonders of technology, they can delay tape at 30 seconds. You know? Yeah, if you ever that's... listen to a Phillies game mm-hmm. on the radio, if the two stations down here in South, you have well, you have the station in Philadelphia, the main station, and then the one down here. If you listen really carefully to the one down here and the one up there, it's it's like uh, 
a pitch behind down here. I've noticed that for the last two years. Uh, you listen to a game like, say, they're playing a Reds and it's 2-1 count to the batter, and you turn it on our station and it's 1-1, something like that. Yeah. So, but it's a very, you know, like I said, I don't know a lot about it, but, uh, you know, they want to mess with the greatest game in the world. Well, start messing with basketball. Start messing with football. Well, uh, the excuse is football, everybody like. Uh, and the basketball, yeah, they make mucho money. There's not a lot of, the ratings in baseball are down, but Rich, it's the greatest game in the world. And I don't want people messing with it. And, uh, you know, I'll be the first one. You're right. On a nice warm uh, summer night, you know, you go out to the ballpark on a Saturday night, you just want to sit, you don't want to be rushed back and fighting the traffic because we're, our closest ballpark is what, an hour away, either way, Lakewood or Camden or Wilmington. You don't want to have to be rushed back to get home, you want to sit there and relax and enjoy yourself and, you know, and take in the sights and the atmosphere. And you're right. You get a, a, a pitcher's duel, a two-to-one game, you're out of there in an hour and 45 minutes. You feel like you got gypped. Yeah, so that's what we're going to have to contend with. I'm sure the games aren't going to be shortened that much, but not too sure that it's not too much from the commissioner. Also, Jimmy, uh he just seemed to have gotten the job now, the new commissioner, and he's already messing with the game in a major way, and it, it just don't doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, it doesn't sit well with me. There's a lot of people that say baseball's too slow, but are you going to tell me that you're going to go to these independent league teams and these Class A teams, and you know, if a guy's late, find him 500 bucks. That's half their paycheck. Now, that's not going to work, Rich. Or you're going to get people going. People ain't coming out. Uh, the excuse was, oh, the people don't want to sit there for three hours. I have no problem sitting there for three hours unless it's raining. You know, a nice summer night, 75, 70 degrees at night, nice cool breeze blowing. That's a light of summer. That's part of Americana. You sit there, you go to a ball game, you have a, you have popcorn and a hot dog and a soda, and you keep in the scorecard. That's, there's nothing more American than that, Rich. And these people want to screw with it. I'm mad about that, Rich. Yeah, yeah, it's um, to me that's you know not to me that's I'm sorry, Rich, but to me that's the yeah. essence of Americana. And here's this new guy; he comes in and he wants to mess with it. I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> well, we'll have to uh, send him a voicemail or a message somehow and uh, let him know what I'm we sorry really I went feel off on about. A candy, but that's you know, there, there's certain things I don't like mess with. That's one thing I don't like. Uh, you know, uh, I, everybody says NFL's better and uh, all this stuff. Yeah, but I still think, to me, that baseball is the greatest game in the world. And uh, it's a light of summer, and, you know, it's something that, you know, basketball's fun, football's fun. Basketball is indoors, you get cabin fever. Football is getting to be really, really, really violent now. A lot of people are getting hurt real bad. Um, college football lost its luster because of the money, you know, all the money and all this other stuff. Cross an arm and a leg to go to college. Baseball, you can still go to a baseball game at a decent place. I'm talking, I'm, well, the major league, some of the cities know, but even a good minor league team, triple A game, tickets are only ten, twelve dollars, and that's the bargain, Rich. And you know, you, most places, uh, you know, maybe a little hassle, but uh, if they fix the parking price problem, they, you'll have a great game there, Rich. Yeah, but thinking of that. Uh, we wanted to let our listeners know that you can now be a sponsor on our show. All of our listeners within the uh, sound of our voices here can now go into our Patreon page 
and I'll have a link to that right where the show is on fightinphillies.com. You can go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Phillies, and there you'll see the page where you can contribute up to $2 or more a month to the show, and we'll put it to good use. We'll be getting all kinds of materials and things we need to bring you the show, and we really enjoy doing it. We're an independent show, not sponsored by any team or company or anything like that. So if you'd like to lend us a hand, give us your support, it's almost like a subscription model, and you can just become a patron of the show just by clicking a button. Uh, if you have a PayPal account or even any major credit card, they can just take the two dollars a month from you, or five, or ten, you, whatever you want. Can you put their names on, on the website, Rich, so people would know? Oh yes, yeah, we, we're up there already on the web. Of course, Jimmy is is not very web savvy, so he's not <laughs> familiar with it. But yeah, just go to Patreon. That's p a t r e o n dot com forward slash Phillies. You're going to see the page. A major credit card. We appreciate your support and. Um, We'd like to name you on the air if you'd like to uh, be a su- supporter of the show, Jim. Yeah, we'd be glad to Sounds do that. Sounds good. Sure, we'd be glad to do it, Rich. Anything, anything would help. And uh, Rich, uh, what do you, your, uh, you know, your opinion? I'm, I'm sure you didn't. You, you're still working. Uh, me, I'm, <laughs> I'm retirement age, but I'm, I watched the first game. But uh, what do you think? Uh, you think the Phillies are honestly trying to? Uh, Get the batting the batting order straight out. Uh, a lot of people think the bullpen is going to be their strength this year, but the way Mario Holland's pitched, I don't know. Well, yeah, we saw Mario Holland got lit up there towards the end, and the Phillies had that game in hand. I was I was watching the uh, the game on my mobile phone, my cell, and the Phillies were up five to one. Then before you know it, I, I glanced back down, and it's five to five, and. You know, thank goodness they end the games in spring training with a tie. Uh, but, you know, the goal behind most spring training games is not to win always. It's as much to get in shape and get as plenty of guys as playing as you can, try them out, see how they're uh, doing, get them acclimated back to the uh, grind of playing baseball every day. But, yeah, Jimmy, uh, Mario Holland lit up, but... To get on your comment earlier about uh, having Papelbon come in, I thought the same thing, but it was the first game of spring training or the second game, so there wasn't a lot of pressure to bring Papelbon in. But if you want to look at it this way, the Phillies are paying him $13 million. He's there to pitch. Why not use him? I I, I don't see why you shouldn't throw him in in a certain spot. Ex- exactly. Especially like that. Uh, have they used... Uh... I know they didn't use him the first game. Did they, have they used uh, Deakman or DeFreitas yet? Or uh, I think I think or DeFreitas or got a little work. DeFreitas got a little work. I haven't really been browsing too much on the uh, the box scores right. yet. I don't re- usually do that until around the middle of the month because there's so many new players. Mm-hmm. We were talking about a pitcher that the Phillies acquired uh, in the off season. His name is Kevin Slowey. And he, they actually obtained him from the Miami Marlins. Uh, the Marlins designated him for assignment on June 16, 2014. And then about a week later, the Marlins officially released him. So Kevin Slowey is a pitcher that the Phillies invited to spring training. 
Uh, so we've got a slowy and a lively now on the roster pitching there. They have a what? A guy named Slowy and a guy named Lively. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, <laughs> so that's if, a, hey, if they uh, get people out, I don't care, you know. But uh, it's it's going to move. Uh, it's, uh, I, I still think the bullpen's going to be good, but, you, you know, and it was it was Hollins' first game, but, you know, it's just frustrating because two outs in the ninth, they're up five to one, and then boom, the bottom fell out. And, uh, you know, just hopefully he did it now and not during the regular season. Uh but I don't know. I I I just wonder. You know, he. I looked at the batting order the other day. He had Sizemore batting third. He had well, Ryan Howard's trimmed down a lot. I didn't recognize him. And uh, he, yeah. he's got Dominic Brown batting seventh, and he's got Cody Ashy batting eighth. So um, it might work. I don't know, but uh, it. I don't like Freddie Galvis uh, batting second. I think he should bat eighth. Uh, because uh, he, Rich, he's, he don't hit. Yeah, uh, as you said, Ryan Howard, yeah, got in a great shape. I saw a still picture of him the other day, and I had to double take, you know, because I was looking for, you know, that big, massive Ryan Howard, and all of a sudden I said, well, I don't think Ryan Howard's been in that kind of shape since 2004 when he came up with the right. Phillies. They said he lost 28 pounds, so... But uh, yeah. I was looking at some of the averages last year, Rich. I don't know who was the leading hitter average-wise for the Phils last year, but you got guys that were hitting 235, 227, and making $10 million a year. Crap, I hit 205 my career in high school. I'll take $10 million out of that 205, you know? <laughs> but yeah. it's, you know, it's just something that, um, it, it's a game, I know. But, but I mean, who, who was... Uh, the leading uh, Ben Rivera probably was the leading batter for the Phillies. He had over 300 last year, uh, and yet he's one of the lowest paid guys on the team. So, but um, it's just uh, you know I know your problem with him is he doesn't get a lot of runs batted in. But uh, Rich, he he can go get him in the outfield. Yeah, he's still got some giddy up on the outfield and his defense, but I, I just don't buy into a lot of his game. I, you know, some people could argue against it very easily, but I, I'm just not a big fan. I just I like a center fielder that's going to deliver at least 50 RBIs for you in a season, and I, I feel you could probably do that just standing around in a major league game most of the time. You're right. I, You're right. Uh, but a lot of teams nowadays, Rich, the center fielder is not a hitter. The, the, the guys that hit the ball now. Uh, a lot of a lot of players are the third baseman, the catchers, and the uh, and the first baseman, and the DHs. Uh, and I let me ask you a question, Rich. That's something about do you like the DH or not? No, I'm a fan of the you know National League style. Uh, I don't think that having a DH is good to real baseball. I, I think you should have your pitchers batting. Um, you know, some would argue that the American League has a little more offense because of it, and they should with a uh, player that's on the team specifically just to hit. But to me, that's not real baseball, quote-unquote, if you want to call right, it that. Right, exactly. Now, I, I think, in my opinion on that is, major leagues should do should not have it. But I, the minor leagues, I don't have a problem with it. Maybe like the double-A, you know, like the Reading Phillies or something. Let them have the DH. Because I have it in high school, the pitchers usually, you know, 
let them have it then, but then don't, you know, then, then get rid of it. Also, another thing that, that gets in my craw is not in, not in professional, but in college, high school, and even in some other, they use aluminum bats, Rich, and, uh, they say it's cheaper, you know, uh, you know, but they're $200 a piece. Uh, and do you like the aluminum bats or do you like the wooden bats, Rich? No, I'm very traditional with that. I'll, I'll take wood every day. In fact, I can't even watch a game with aluminum bats. Some of those college games. They all have uh, aluminum bats. Yeah, I can't hardly watch mm-hmm. those games. I just I don't enjoy the sound, and I don't think it it, it doesn't sound like baseball to me. Right. Uh, well, you know the the thing is supposedly it's it, it's safer and it's cheaper, but you're right. There's nothing more. Uh, wonderful than the sound of a ball and a bat and a ball going out of ballpark. Uh, you know that that would uh, you know it's just I don't know they're, they're messing with the game and I don't like it. You know and uh, uh, just like I'm a traditionals, uh, the uniforms I like. I think the visiting team should wear the grays and the home team should wear the whites. And uh, okay, Sunday may be more, but I mean some of these uniforms, Rich, are ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. That's the Phillies' home Sunday something. uniforms are ridiculous. They look like they're from yeah. the 1930s. I like, I love their pinstripes. Their away uniforms right. are are nice. They're simple. Uh, the Yankees have a, a nice uniform. There, theirs are the Mets when they wear the gray, uh, or even if they wear the blue shirts with with the gray, that's fine. But some of these teams, they look like a bunch of you know clowns and. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they've got to, it's just, I think they should set a rule. You're the home team, you wear white, except on Sunday you can wear, you know, okay, maybe to get some people. But uh, it, it's ridiculous. And uh, I, I my, I'm a big traditionalist. And, and another thing I like, I, I don't know if you like to look or not, but I like the socks where you can see the socks, you know, with the cusp up. And these guys all wear the cuffs down there over the top of their shoes. I like the socks showing. Do you, Rich? Yeah, uh, that's old, very old school baseball. I, I'll take that or leave it. Uh, but I'm with you with the uniforms. I like the home wearing the white generally. If it's a special day, yeah, go to a third jersey. But as you said, I agree with you. Right. The Phillies' third jersey. Now, most teams carry three three sets of uniforms mm-hmm. so your home your away and your alternate jersey mm-hmm. and the Phillies alternate jersey needs some work as we both know we're, we're not big fans of that cream <laughs> color Sunday uniform that they wear it, it's an idea that should have been over a few years ago right. in my opinion but uh, now I like a good te- a, te- a good example is uh, the Chicago Cubs they were on the road they were gray and they have two blue jerseys. If they have a three-game series, four-game, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. They're they're, they're simple. They're not gaudy, uh, you know. But some of these teams, come on, man. They they uh, you know they're going they're going back, but still some of them wear some really, you know, weird-looking uniforms. And uh, uh, if you have a uh, a throwback day or something, that's one thing. But uh, you know, uh, you get teams you get teams like uh, oh I don't know Pittsburgh wears the black and uh, the black shirts and the yellow, you know, or the yellow with the black. Just wear the white and the gray, man. I, I like it. It's simple and, and, you know, but, you know, it's like I think the baseball players are way overpaid. I 
and I'm not an anti-union man, but I think it ruined it ruined some of the sports. And uh, you know, uh, it's just I I still think the the players some of the, some of the baseball players could care less about the fans, um, and um, that's just my after the last time they had to strike in '94 with what some of the players said. It really, you know, uh, to me, you know, if a fan comes up and asks you for an autograph unless you're eating or with your family, you give it to them. These guys have the nerve to charge for an autograph? Come on. That's, you know, you should uh, you should be glad to give one. Yeah, and that's how our society has changed. It's been to, uh, we've been full circle around uh, a lot of these ball players are, you know, just concerned with money, as you said now, and it's everything is money, money, right. money, and that's what's actually ruining the game more than anything. All, all the sports, if, if, Rich. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people that are listening to us live in New Jersey, but we have a team. Uh, it's a non-affiliated team called the Camden River Sharks, and uh, they have ex-major leaguers. On Sundays, they are required. They have a table, and seven guy, seven to ten guys will sit there, and the fan will come down, and, and they'll sign autographs for one hour. They're required to. Uh, they, it's in their contract, and 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 most ninety percent, ninety nine percent of them guys are good guys, and you know I think that's a nice gesture. I'm not saying the major league because these guys aren't going to do that, but at least make it where the, they're a little bit accessible. You know, I mean, like uh, you know, there, I've seen instances in a major league ballpark where a, a young fan has leaned over and asked for an autograph, and the guy's told the kid to take a bite, take a hike. You know, you know, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, or go smoke a pipe, one or the other. Whatever, but you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, and you're absolutely right, Jimmy. There's, that's uh, that's sort of a tradition that's gotten lost hey. in all of the money uh-huh. and the the big you know egos more than money some of the time. Uh-huh. Uh, and and part of this stuff is that's what's ruining baseball. But as we were talking earlier, the commissioner coming on board, he's so concerned about time in a game. Pick up the other. There's other uh, problems. Items you got you got teams. Yeah. You got teams like Minnesota, Milwaukee. You got teams uh, that need help financially. You got teams that uh, it was nice for Peter Royals last year. They're a small market team getting to the World Series. Uh, you've got problems in Cleveland. You got problems in Detroit. I mean, not with the tenants, but other things. You've got to address these. And yet, this yeah, guy's more. You've got problems with the younger fans. Baseball not attracting the no, younger fans. No, it's not. Fan. It's not. And uh, uh, if you notice, uh, I noticed that, like in high school and college baseball, when I played, we had, th- you know, we had thirty, go- twenty-four, thirty guys on the team. There's some baseball and teams I'm... here mm-hmm. in high schools that have a lot of kids. They, they're lucky if they have thirteen, fourteen kids. And I'll give you a simple answer for that, Jimmy. Baseball's got to reach out to the community. They've got to send players, not superstars, not multi-million dollar guys, because they couldn't be bothered or care less to go down to a a middle school Uh or uh, a school that's got kids maybe five to eight years old. Uh, Those kids are the ones that you want to reach out to and say, hey, you know, this is the game we play. This is, you know, what we do at the stadium uh, have some sort of seminar or mm-hmm. meeting with them uh, right at their schools, and that's going to encourage them to look at baseball at a young age. How does this Baseball's sound? not doing this. They how, could care less about how that. How does this sound? This might sound stupid to you, but I 
I, I follow all sports, as you know. Golfers and, and NASCAR, the race car drivers, they have sponsors, you know, and these people pay millions of dollars. Well, you see the NASCAR drivers and the professional golfers go into the community. You go, uh, you see, uh, these NASCAR drivers, at, uh, will go up into a Walmart or a, a shopping center if they're in town for the race and they will sign autographs for two and three hours. And they're, 99% of them guys are real good guys, but because they're required to, but still, you know, get private sponsors and then, you, you know, I think it'll change, Rich. I mean, you know, if you've got a guy that's paying $9 million to sponsor you, you're not, and he wants you to go to a Walmart in, in Millville to sign autographs for an hour, you better, you best darn well do it or you're going to, you know what I'm saying? But I think that is what would, uh, that is what would change the game. And it's ironic. Those are the only two sports that don't have a union. Yeah, but, absolutely. But I'm well. not saying, but uh, something in that effect. I, I'm not saying get rid of the union, but something of that effect because rich these other two sports are very popular and and uh and even some nfl players will do that i mean they'll go to you know uh they're they're a lot better more free with their time every sport is except for baseball these guys i guess figure well and i think another thing that that hurts baseball to a point is the accessibility basketball hockey football you can talk to the players you know, after the game or or before the game, baseball guys throwing the dog out there on the field. Then, then after the game, they take off. They don't want you know. They don't want you around. And that's another thing, Joe. I think accessibility to the players and uh, the minor leaguers. All the minor leagues are doing it. You know, making the pardon me, making the players accessible to the fans uh, with autograph sessions. And what's wrong? What would be wrong with the Phillies having three or four guys an hour? An hour and a half before game time, even for a half hour, stand there and sign autographs. What would hurt? Nothing. That's for sure. Well, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to this edition of Phillies Talk. It's a Phillies Talk podcast, your independent show, brought to you uh, every week or so by uh, some dedicated fans that are big fans themselves, Jimmy and I. So we appreciate you listening, and whether you hear the show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, you can always tune in on the go. Uh, tune in to Stitcher Radio and just search for Phillies. You're going to find our Phillies Talk podcast there. And, Richard, and maybe you... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just saying, I was looking through the Phillies media guide, and some of the guys that have played on the Phillies, uh, you know, we talk about the players they have. You look at some of the names... Uh, long past in history, uh, I think to myself, why'd they sign these guys? <laughs> but uh, Phillies need some help. They're going to have to get, the first thing they have to do is get rid of Ruben Amaro. I'm sorry, but but uh, Phillies fans, I think, need need answers to some questions. Uh, and I think that if the if Major League Baseball commissioner would, would open up, or any of the teams would say, hey, I got an idea, let's have an autograph session even if it's once a month, 30 minutes on a Sunday before a game, you know, you can come down, you can get autographs. Three players will stand by the dugout and sign autographs for half an hour. You don't know how many people. You might, you might fill the ballpark, Rich. Yes, that's for sure. Well, we want to invite our listeners here at Phillies Talk to also tune in to other great baseball shows, and you can find them on BaseballTalkRadio.com. Our good friend Gary Mack, who does a Mets show every week. The Baltimore Orioles, they have a themed show called Bird's Eye View. All independent shows, not sponsored by 
any specific team or any companies, but uh, it's one of my favorite, Bird's Eye View down there in Baltimore. There's plenty of shows on there, Atlanta Baseball Talk, Fantasy Baseball, all kinds of, uh, there's a show called Baseball PhD uh, that gets produced out of Cleveland, Ohio, one of the better shows that I've ever heard uh, in production. So tune in to BaseballTalkRadio.com. You can listen to individual shows there, or there's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week radio feed. You can tune in at any time. There's a, a steady amount of new shows being added to that all the time. So Richie, check it uh, out, Baseball to, Talk Radio. Why don't we try to get the... Uh... Cleveland Indians gentleman on, and uh, maybe some the Philly fans would like to hear him, or, or the Orioles, or some, you know, of course they're familiar with Gary and uh, and the Mets music, but uh, maybe or Yankees or somebody. But uh, you know, you say Cleveland's got a good one. Why don't you get him on? Try to get him on, Rich. Yeah, we'll have to invite him on to the show. We'll hear his thoughts. Uh, it's called Baseball PhD. Uh, he's actually uh, an attorney out of Cleveland, Ohio. Very smart baseball mind there. Well, that's, and uh, yeah, that's a good idea, and, Jim. And we were we had the privilege of being on Gary's Mets Musing one time, and uh, that was quite you know quite quite an interesting show. And uh, yeah, I think you know get a perspective of the other teams and everything. So, well, Rich, we'll put this puppy to bed tonight. And, uh, and before we do, Jimmy, I got some late breaking news just over the wire here. Uh, Giants right fielder Hunter Pence, our ex-right fielder for the Phillies, who we were so uh, upset to see be traded away, has a broken forearm. It suffered that today in spring training. Uh, he will miss the next six to eight wow. weeks with a broken forearm. So a big setback there for the Giants. Ooh, yeah, and uh, Mr. Bumgarner got bombed in his outing uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, so... Yeah, I don't know, Rich. Uh, the Giants win it every other year, so. <laughs> yeah, and this is their off yeah. year, so. All right, well, well, we'll talk to the great fans that we have next week. And, uh, Rich, you have a good week, and we'll talk to you next time on Philly's Podcast. Yes, indeed, Jim. You have a great week, and thanks, everyone, for listening to this edition of Philly's Talk. It's the Philly's Talk Podcast. Hi, this is Gary Matthews. You're listening to Fighting Phillies Talk Podcast. Hi, this is Gary Mack from Mets Musings, and you're listening to BaseballPodcast.net. You can hear my show and all the other baseball podcasts at BaseballPodcast.net, the home of great baseball talk shows. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.